Hey, good Saturday morning, a beautiful day. This is Dave Sobel with Real Estate Realities and uh, New Radio Media. I'm here today with Dylan Tanaka, Emil Israeloff, and our guest, Patrick O'Leary. So, um, boy, it's kind of a rushed morning right just now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today, right? Like, um, Yes, we do. Yeah, like, what's going on with Facebook, Emil? What happened there? Well, if, uh, yesterday an interesting article came out. HUD actually pointed out the ways that Facebook is enabling uh, home sellers and landlords discriminate against who gets to see their advertised listing. Mm -hmm. And um, as we all know, anybody who's done any advertising on Facebook, you can, you know, you can dissect your market pretty well, your audience. You select your demographics. Select your demographics and right. just, you know, really tune in your audience and, um, you know, that that is true. Fair housing doesn't allow you to do that, but... If we if I put an ad in the newspaper, I can't control who sees it. Um, so they were dinged. Actually, they were, they were fined. And, and I don't think they were fined yet. I think know. HUD just pointed it out and okay. started the case. So the the issue is under the Fair Housing Act, you can't discriminate when you're soliciting or you're advertising for housing for either renting a home or selling a home, right? That's correct. All right. So what were people doing they were advertising their leads so for instance or, I mean, if i'm if i'm a landlord right. and you know i want i'm a do-it-yourselfer i put out an ad on facebook take you know a dozen photos of the property and then i go in and build whether it's an ad or a page for that property and then i try to promote it well when i hit that promote button it says choose your audience mm -hmm. you know you want what ages what you know what uh you know sex you know right what 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 demographic area it advertises to so you can do like a five mile radius or a 10 mile radius mm -hmm. even that is a discriminatory practice right. yeah really? they, that, they don't the put, they distance? don't put race or religion or anything right. like that but they're still i guess allowing you to steer and like oh, i was yeah, sure, sure i was telling you guys earlier you know on the mls a couple of us in the, in the room are brokers we can't use the word family right so it's a it's a restricted uh word so you would think like facebook has you know such a huge compliance department that nobody, you know, nobody caught this, right? It's all your fault, Emil. It's all my fault. Blame <laughs> anyway, it on the mortgage guy. Yeah, uh, they always do, <laughs> and then and then the attorney. That's how it works. So, oh, very good. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, we're kind of getting. We have Pat O'Leary. You go by Pat or Patrick? Either is fine. Okay, so we have Patrick O'Leary today, uh, who is a builder, and I know that's a big area. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later today related to um, new construction. 
And you're a builder, obviously. Yeah. Building custom homes. Uh, both. We do uh, production subdivisions and we do off-site. And we'll spend some time talking about what those words mean to people. Mm-hmm. You were you were expecting that you were just going to be on a podcast. You didn't really think that you were going to have a video camera on you, yeah, did you? Yeah, I thought I had a face for radio, so I don't know. <laughs> I have the face for radio. Good thing you call Dylan, me. Dylan's the only one who can do both, apparently. <laughs> sure. He's got a good, good hair. Um, what else was going on? We were talking about also, oh, mortgage fraud. Did you see that article just recently about the developer? Yeah, that was commercial. It was a commercial developer. Yep. Commercial developer. That was kind of wild, right, in the Wall Street Journal? It, yeah, there's but, always fraud. I mean, you know, there's so many, you know, there, there's so many steps in a loan process, commercial or residential. You know, how does an appraiser, so, how does an appraiser funny... walk into a building and not realize that there's nobody there? Right. Yeah, but I mean, and the, then you know, in the documents say, oh, it's a fully leased building, you yeah. know, zero occupancy. That's that's crazy. So, um, what what you know, again, to the audience, listening audience, is that the appraiser on behalf of the bank went out to inspect a, a commercial piece of property in this case a multifamily property are you guys paying attention what's going on here we may play we're, music we're being directed oh okay uh, we have a producer here angel's our producer today hi angel thanks what's up angel how you doing today how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. good so um it's a multifamily home one of the large uh commercial banks is lending like 50 million bucks on this property and sends out an appraiser, and it was vacant, which, you know, you, the vacancy rate's obviously very important when you're making a loan, right? Absolutely. So the effort that this mortgagor took to stage the fraud is just, why don't you just why get tenants? Why didn't you just fill it? Right. <laughs> just get tenants, right? I, so he was, he was putting, did you read this? No, I read that. No, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he was putting like radios. They had, they had people like with radios behind the door, like blaring the radio so that the appraiser wouldn't go in. You know, oh, it must be occupied. They had this whole like <laughs> some type of Hollywood scheme. Sure, right? some big scheme. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's a movie. I, I can't remember. I mean, if these people just put that much focus and Ferris energy Bueller into doing right, it right. right. Why didn't they just um, do a boosted post on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. You know, Ferris Bueller had that. Like, oh, yeah. He, he like, snuck oh, out of the house. Yeah, yeah. That's what this guy did. He had this whole setup. He stole $50 million from the bank. Yeah, there's always room for fraud. You know, that's what keeps people busy. That's what yeah. keeps an, you in business. Yeah. Defending yeah. Mortgage these guys. fraud. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't no think doubt. that's criminal. Right. I, I'm not a criminal attorney, <laughs> although I do know all about how they do the fraud. Anyways, so, well, very good. And that's. I don't have any stories with regards to my own personal experience in mortgage fraud, though, thank God. Right? No. Yeah, you lived through the – you were telling me earlier, I did, right, yeah. Patrick, that yeah, you were we, living through, um, uh, you know, when building was a little soft, you were not – We had an we had an experience where a, uh, a mortgage was put on a home mm-hmm. that we owned, and they had forged my signature. The FBI actually got involved. Wow. Which is uh, – very intimidating when the FBI comes to your office. We were on the right side of them. Sure, right. So, but yeah. uh, uh, it was a it was an interesting experience. But they were they they some bank loaned on a home that they this, these people had no title to, and uh, really. Uh, but your name was on it. Well, we owned it. Oh, you owned we it. We owned it. Right. And so they forged a mortgage. They forged all the documents. They had a title company involved mm-hmm. in their scam. And it, so much effort oh, to go and tell that. Right? I always wondered what was the end game. How, how it, it seems like you, you get caught on that pretty easily. Right. Uh, but uh, and they did. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was that was my one and only experience. 
I, mean, I, I have one about cats, but I don't want to get it too much into it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're an appraiser, never went into the property. Did I ever tell you this one a minute? No. I had a home up north. The appraiser never went in the property on the outside of this house. It was just absolutely beautiful. It looked like a grandma's house with a picket fence and um, you know beautiful white siding with the flowers and everything like that. Inside, the lady was a cat hoarder, and she had over 35 cats. Wow. And, and this appraiser, all he did was he drove up to the house, looked at it, and said, you know, this is really a lovely home. Yeah. Must be, you know, didn't even, took the money, never went, did the inspection. Had he done so, he would have found these approximately 35 cats in the house. Uh, the only way we knew about it is when I went up with one of my colleagues. Uh, when we we un unfortunately had to take the home back. But when I went up with uh, one of my colleagues, we pulled up on the driveway. And as we're pulling up the driveway, my, my colleague starts going into some type of shock. It turns out that he's allergic to cats. Oh, and gosh. He, just that's how bad it was. Wow. Right? And he's like, there's cats. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hope he had a $1,000 EpiPen with him. You know what? I think we pulled away real quickly, and then I went into the home. He's like, there, you know, he's like I'm not feeling right. There's cats. It's kind of bizarre. And he was right. You know what he does for a living now? He's a cat finder. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a he what? I don't know. He, he vets, he he vets all your investments. <laughs> you just put, he's like the bellwether. You put him in front of a home, right. and you know if you have a cat order. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, let's How about the Dream it? Cruise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's up and That's running. What's going on today? Okay. Hope the weather stays nice for that. Yeah. I know a lot of people going out to that. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, you have seen a car some... in there? Me? Yeah. No. My car's in the parking lot with yours. <laughs> we can tell the economy's back. I've seen some sure. amazing vehicles rolling through uh, Royal Oak mm -hmm. yesterday. Just yeah. just awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, you know, eventually Woodward will get cleaned up all the way down to downtown, and hopefully they extend that Dream Cruise all the way Have through. they extended it so far? I mean, I think it's from Ferndale right now right. to Pontiac. Uh -huh. yep. So that's like a... That's a bellwether unto itself is to see, you know, hey, if you can get, you know, the city of Detroit improving, that people are moving further and further yeah, downtown. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And, you see the, and you see the develop, you know, you see it eventually it's going to, you know, the upward, the, you know, upward the developments from downtown and then, you know, a lot of development down Woodward from mm -hmm. Ferndale South. Sure, they'll meet in the middle. They'll meet in the middle and it's going to be beautiful one day. What about Pontiac? Pontiac's, Pontiac's seen a resurrection. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, action there. There's new homes going in in Pontiac. Mm -hmm. I know the that there's a lot of incentives that local government's putting at businesses to come into Pontiac. Yeah, I just saw a new construction home. Um, it was beautiful. It had quartz. It looked like it was from Birmingham. A guy I know did it. Mm -hmm. uh, the recent, the closest comp was sixty-five thousand. The the next closest home that sold, this one sold for one twelve on a mortgage. That was a big number. It wasn't in Indian Hills or one of those special neighborhoods, uh -huh. but it was twice as much almost as as the next closest comp. So how does that work? So maybe yeah. appraisers are going to be able to with good buyers and and you know. There's some beautiful there's some beautiful homes yeah. uh, in that you know Indian it is called Indian Indian, Indian village, something Indian yeah. village. Yeah. village. But those streets with the yeah. tribe, oh, yeah. tribal names. Yeah. I mean, there's some beautiful homes. They're going to be changing those names at one point. I'm sure it's not. They, it's not going to be politically right. correct. Right. right. So. Hey, what are we going to do with history? Just right. rewrite it? No, I, we, we won't get into it here. Right. It's not that type of No, but forum. there's uh, beautiful homes. Actually, uh, uh, one of my clients bought a home, and it was you know, a couple thousand square feet, a little larger. Mm -hmm. But it was just historic, and it was preserved mm -hmm. and updated. Sure. And it's $165,000. Oh, you no. can't beat the price. And look look where you're at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really minutes from anywhere. And it was mm -hmm. great because this kid goes to um, Notre Dame Prep over there, mm -hmm. not too far. 
So it's what a what a great value. But there's and, behind Summit Mall, like there's one of the one one of the Summit Malls is going out. I mean, yes. it's already been out. Right. It's been out yeah. for a couple of years. But then on the other side, there is a whole development behind there, new construction. So where where are these new developments going in Pontiac? Are you familiar with that? Or? Yeah, I was involved in uh, Stonegate Points. What you're referring to, it right? Was developed by Walter Cohen, and we were we did a well, we probably did a hundred homes in there before okay. the, the economy turned, and uh, that's that's got a lot of inventory left. But mm-hmm. as you said, the location is really incredible. Mm-hmm. So in a new community, the values phenomenal and it'll it'll find traction again i'm sure so are you seeing that the market is a little uh quieting down a little bit even for new construction um yeah i you know i i call it a softening because mm-hmm. i don't i don't I, I think it was uh you know maybe almost overheated in some markets right. fully overheated i think it's backing down a little bit from our side of the business, the trade base is, is very, very challenging. Oh, I'm sure. Um, trying to find the guys to work on the home and, and to the prices they're charging. It's hard for us to maintain our margins. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, a little bit of a softening I don't see as, a, as an altogether bad thing um, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't get too deep or too long. Is that your biggest challenge is finding good tradespeople right now? or? Oh well, one yeah, of many. Uh, yeah, one of one of many, but right. it, it's certainly a challenge. Um, you know, we uh, we we work hard to always maintain. You know, you know the best folks at the best price, and and try to improve and improve the way we treat them, so they can do better in their business. It's a it's a two way street, right? And the way we look at that, and uh, so why do we why do people buy new construction? We were talking about that outside, but why buy new construction? I mean, there's so many homes out there. What's what's the one reason people? Uh, I mean, well, it might be obvious, you, right? You know, I, I I I joke. You know, nobody wants a used car, used right. clothes, or or used home, and so it's a lot easier to buy new new mm-hmm. clothes and new car than it is a new home. But people mm-hmm. ultimately want new. They want something that they're the every mark in there is their own, and mm-hmm. they get it fresh and clean. And I think it's just a very human, natural desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also you know you add to that the little nuances of their home that they would like to correct or like to change. I mean we all have them, um, and and so the thought with a new home is that you can really, you know, get these things exactly the way you want them. It's a clean slate. Yeah, and you've got the new technology. You've got the efficiencies. You know, we talk about um, the, all the energy codes that have come up in the last half a decade, and it's really great for the homeowner tougher for for us who are building at times yeah uh again as the the cost goes up we can't necessarily charge more on the back end right. but it's a much better product i you know they always talk about the old uh, 40s and 50s ranches and how great they were built then i don't know when it shifted somewhere in the 60s 70s 80s you're kind of like eh, it's an 80s home i don't know early 90s but now w- what you have to go through building in the, in the codes i mean it's it's pretty amazing. I think a lot of that went from, you know, we went from brick, right? When we had ranches, you had one level, mm-hmm. went from brick, and then, you know, less less uh, sturdy products like, you know, siding and eventually. But now it's evolved, and now they've got all these composite materials sure. that a lot of builders use on the second stories. Um, like Hardy Plank. Don't endorse any Don't product. endorse, man. They're not Cement us. fiberboard or <laughs> right. something like that, right? Cement not, fiberboard. Yeah, cement fiberboard. That's uh-huh. composite material, you know, and much, you know, the insulation values of, you know, just technology all over the building process. Yeah. What's the hottest thing that people are looking for in a new home? Like, 
that uh, they have to have. Oh God, that's a that, that's a tough one. You know, uh-huh. I, it, it's it's kitchens, baths, closets are okay. you know have forever and always will be the the main thing sure. that people are looking to to customize. If and, that's tough, okay. then I'm going to change the question. Okay. What's the strangest item that somebody's asked you to put into their home? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you it, it's not a you know we're not highly regulated, so it can be. Uh, you know, I, it's I, a PG thirteen show. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, we have I, a credit union, right? I, <laughs> You know, once a year, I get men that want a urinal in sure. their home, which, which I, in the man uh, cave. I, I yeah. guess I don't uh, I don't equate that with. Uh, that's not with, that's with, not terrible. With, that's not terrible. No, um, I think that's a lot. Personally, I wouldn't want to walk into my bathroom no. and see a urinal on the wall. I guess some guys think that's attractive, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's an interesting trend as we're seeing kind of mini second kitchen so the the concept of a pantry mm-hmm. has evolved into a second refrigerator maybe a desk for um takeout menus or or cookbooks uh and and it's sort of that's turned into an evolution of of uh coffee bars and masters kitchen. yeah it's really interesting really yeah. you know, like, like where you put you know little, like mini, a little fridges. mini fridge yeah Yep, have a nice little coffee bar and a sink, just like when you're in a hotel. Your own room. hotel suite. Yeah, you don't have to talk <laughs> to your not, kids anymore. It's, it's on like you 800 foot master. Here? Right. Here's the Ritz Carlton, honey. But it's separate from the kitchen, obviously. Sure. It could be, like oh, yeah. in, it's broken could be by your office or yeah. something like and, that. And we're doing a home right now where we're doing a spice kitchen. The the buyer cooks very strong, ethnic very cool. um, food, ethnic flavors, and uh-huh. the smell is strong. So they've, they've isolated that space. They've got several vent, uh, separate venting for it. And. Uh, it's interesting. It makes sense, right? In their lifestyle. Sure. It's, and it's, uh, it's very we, cool. We were able to accommodate that in a fairly production floor plan. Oh, wow. Uh, so make that work. So. Listen, we'll be back uh, in a flash. You've got to pay some bills, and uh, we're going to talk about some more cool new construction stuff with Patrick O'Leary, New Radio Media. <laughs> Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple thing. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. 
Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. And we're back on New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities, with my co-host Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, and our guest in the studio today, Patrick O'Leary with Blue Peninsula Homes. Um, Patrick, what is the difference between a production-style home and a custom home? So, you know, every industry and business has its own uh, uh, terms and phrases, and, and oftentimes in the industry we, we uh, you know, <clears throat> say these words and and the reality is the public doesn't know what that means so um, you know a lot of people will associate a production home with a community and a custom home would be something that you would build off-site and I that's a that's a common common thought and I think it's it's grounded in some fact however I think you know for customers that are looking I think they want to understand a little deeper on you know a custom home in my mind is really when someone's starting with a blank sheet of paper and blank specifications and they're customizing that home to to really fit their needs from from you know the very beginning to the end um, that's a very complicated very involved process very expensive process um, so I think that the, the customers or, or clients that are out looking for building a home maybe on a lot that they have want to look for a builder who has Production principles can customize a home, can customize a floor plan, and and you sort of separate those definitions into into those categories too. Which, so like a semi-custom. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a term that you'd use it, or or maybe even you know no one uses the term, but semi-production too, right? Right. Um, there's a lot of value to what uh, the the concepts and principles and practices of production building can bring to uh, a single home. I would imagine there's a lot of efficiencies. Absolutely. Speed. Absolutely. Yes. Speed, price, uh, uh, you know, uh, less mistakes, too, having done it before. So you know. if if I was going, you know, if I was going shopping and I see, you know, there's a lot of neighborhoods up, um, what do I look for in a builder? Uh, you know, it's funny. The, uh, you know, the, the typical things are price. Everyone gravitates towards price, especially when they don't know. Um, a lot about an industry it's the one thing they do understand and so they tend to focus on that it goes much deeper so I, I encourage people to really dig in and, and ask questions and ultimately what I think is important is that you you have a good working personal relationship with your builder it's a very emotional process for the customer um, and you want to make sure that as you go through this and, and it's a big investment it's a big emotional investment that that there's a strong relationship that you're going to work through these issues and you're going to feel good about who you're working with. I think it's a it's a very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, those other things matter, mm -hmm. but uh, making sure that that connection, that relationship is strong, I find is is very important. Well, so, what yeah. what questions? So you said you know, ask questions. What questions should somebody ask you, uh, if, you know, to work with you? Well, I I think um, you know. You, you've got to look into the process you know what what are they what are they uh, what's their building process can mm -hmm. they define that can they explain that to you getting into the plans and the specifications being comfortable with quality um, you know those things are all important but I think uh, don't underestimate and I think it should be really uh, 
paramount that you feel good with that person that on the other side of the table from you because mm -hmm. you'll be working together you'll be resolving issues you'll be um, planning um, you, you, you're, you'll have a tight relationship and, and it, it can be tested and uh, over the course of the building period Patrick let me have you back up uh, David asked a great question but at what point should a, a client or prospective client when should they talk to you as a builder have that initial sit down uh, very, very early, if you can. To me, I, it would be the very first thing I did. I would even involve my builder prior to design or site selection. Um, you know, the builder's going to have tremendous input and, and value in the design process. Value engineering, um, architects and house designers mm -hmm. understand that to a degree. They understand a side of it. The builder's really going to fill that gap. They're an artiste. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> no, not everybody has the opportunity though to sit down with the builder. There might be a, you know, in some of these larger developments, they're sitting down with a, like uh, I'm not going to name these national companies, but you have a national builder. Yes. It's more. Those are definitely more production homes. Sure. Right? But the, the the same rules and laws and everything and the process is pretty much the same. I would. You would agree with me, or yeah, I yeah. think that's um, there's there's uh, I've been on both sides of it, you know, mm -hmm. so I understand the the value that a very large national um, hierarchy um, of of organization brings to the building process. There's value to that, right? I think there's tremendous value in uh, a, a guy that you're working with day to day, and then in between it is is where you want to balance. You know, and, and look what's the best fit for you. Right. Um, you know, uh, I'm biased because of the size of company we are and the way we approach it. I think that our company offers many, many of the principles and practices of the production builder with the personal touch and the interaction of, of the more custom builder. And that's, uh, to me, that's a that's a really nice fit. Yeah, I, I, to, me, to me, I agree with you. Like, buy local. Work, you know, work with people. Uh, who have roots within the community. It's like dealing with a credit union. You know, you want people who are local, not these large national companies. But the problem that people have, and I see it a lot in my practice, is they're going into these large big box, we'll call them big box uh, production builders, and they're never seeing the builder, of course. They only see a real estate agent who represents the builder. And actually that's, you know, quite frankly, those people are the gift that keeps on giving for me right. because they, I, I, I'm not saying all realtors, who work for builders, but uh, some of these companies that don't have good quality control uh, end up finding, uh, creating problems. And it's the homeowner, the prospective buyer that usually has to pay for it. And then they're, you know, it's always uh, very emotional and a lot of money. Yeah. And they weren't expecting, you know, the problem. So I see that more often than I see somebody coming in and sitting down with the actual person who is, you know, guiding and doing the building, right? Yeah, yeah. So... What would you say the most important thing for someone who's thinking about uh, jumping into building a new home, a regular homeowner out there listening today, what's the most important thing, the, the f number one thing you would tell them before getting started? Uh, you guys love to like like to have things that are the number one. It, it, that's a hard, they were that's really a, big because we're all number that, one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's incredibly important for someone to understand the, the full – um, scope of what they're getting and what they're buying and and it's a it's a somewhat of a complicated process it takes time it doesn't get solved in one meeting and um, you know I think that 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 that's really 
that's number one. You, you, you want to make sure you're avoiding surprises. You want to make sure that people are going into it, understanding what's included, what's going to cost extra, and, and uh, you know, if, when that budgetary side is, is well planned out, I find you have a really pretty good building experience. Um, mm -hmm. When it's not, regardless of budget, no one likes the surprises. No one mm -hmm. likes the aggravation of spending extra money sure. that you're planning on. Change orders. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about time frame, agenda, and outcome. A good yeah. friend of mine preaches well, that know, in every step of business. Well said. I like And that. it's hard. If you haven't gone through the process before, it's really hard to visualize everything up front. Sure. You know, you're not going to know everything you want in this house. You're going to have your must-haves, like you said, that second kitchen, you know, this coffee bar and your master suite. But then things come up, and you're like, oh, wow. You know, even, you know, when you go through the building process, you don't stop looking at things you know you're going right. and now now you're like oh and then you start going and looking at light fixtures you start going right. and look at appliances and you know change orders are inevitable and sure but change orders are a big source of problems you know I mean, maybe not in your business because you're much more hands-on but it seems to be a big area they they certainly can be and it's a it's a it's a sore spot for customers and uh, for, for both sides yeah it really is it's it's uh the, get in and writing yeah, yeah. The, one of the one of the troubles is a, a homeowner could pick out just say some tile for example, and they love it. So then they say, "Hey, Patrick, I've got this tile we're going to use," and he's like, "Okay, great." Right. So here's what the change order reads: You have to have this much delivered by this time. Well, it's not in stock for six weeks. They don't understand that. We understand that as you know, development, you know, developers and investors, and we know the timelines are important. Homeowners sometimes don't get that so much. Yeah, then then you add in the uh, you know the the big box effect where uh, you know they'll run an appliance for instance package that is cheaper than two layers down from who we buy it from <laughs> buys it from mm -hmm. and but you know we can't effectively source from you know a right. big box store and so now all of a sudden they have to pay a premium uh, because everyone's going to make money you have to you have to install it you have to handle right. it you have to manage it. Uh, so, you know, that's that adds adds to the frustration, I believe. I think a big part, you know, and something you guys do well, we know this because Lake Michigan Credit Union uh, is the finance partner for uh, Blue Peninsula Homes, but you guys do a really good job of managing client expectations. And that's, you know, that's the hand-holding and, you know, getting them through the process. And like I said, not, a, you know, a lot of these people building with you, and you probably see a trend of younger couples getting into new construction. I see it, and you know, managing the expectations because they're really buying something that they can't touch and feel sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, so you guys do a great job of that. Well, thanks. I was. We, we do have one conversation where we say this is, you know, this is where we try to scare you out of building a home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, but we we actually do. We 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 talk about you know the perceived you know, quote-unquote, nightmare of building, which it never has to be. But a, a lot of that is understanding the expectation, setting accurate budgets, uh, you know. Yeah, allowances. Yeah, yeah and for, for people to visualize it, I, I've just been lucky my whole life I've been able to visualize from, from dirt to, you know, to, to housing or whatever it is. But when you do sit down with people, whatever, whatever part of business that you're in or in real estate, you've got to be able to help them see the end whether it be financing, law, or, or building homes. And that's kind of our job. We're, right. we're travel agents for the mind and the imagination. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wow. good. That's a good way to 
kind of lead to our next segment before we do, right? Although so that's a, that's take like us a, there. That's like a dead industry, so I don't want to be a travel agent. Of <laughs> i got to think about it more. It's very, very esoteric. Hey, listen, so uh, we're going to go pay some bills. This is Dave Sobel with New Radio Media and Real Estate Realities. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. What do you do when you discover something great? Well, you tell your friends and family about it, right? Well, that's exactly how Lake Michigan Credit Union became the largest credit union in Michigan. With one of the highest checking account rates in the nation and guaranteed low mortgage rates, word is spreading fast about Lake Michigan Credit Union. Earn more when you save, pay less when you borrow. Lake Michigan Credit Union, the best place for your money. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Hey, this is Emil Israel along with Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, Patrick O'Leary coming back to you with Real Estate Reality on New Radio Media. And Patrick, um, I guess, you know, what am I buying when I, when I walk into a new construction development? What, what am I really buying? So it's funny, uh, you know, the, the obvious answer, and in my opinion, the incorrect answer is people think they're buying a home, um, and ultimately they'll get a home. But really when you're, when you're selecting a builder, when you're in the process of building a new home, you're buying the process. You're, you're buying someone who's going to take you from beginning to end. And, uh, you know, there's some very important things that need to be uh, uh, disclosed and thought of when you're, when you're looking at that. You know, first is... If you're sitting in front of someone who can't articulate their process, put it in writing, tell you how do we go about this, you know, head for the door. The, you're, it's, not, it's not worth sitting through the rest of the meeting because they don't understand the concept of what they're really delivering and selling at all. Um, you know, the, the reality is the availability of materials is, is there for everybody. There's no magic to one builder having access to this mill shop or this lumber or this appliance or this tile 
right? I mean, it, so right. it's the uh, it's the process of assembling that, the creativity that goes into it, the organization and structure, communication. Uh, that's that's really what you're buying, and then the end product of that is the home. So that's excellent. You know, oh, you have a question. Go ahead, no. no, I was just going to say, you know, from a professional standpoint, it's always people are always asking, like, what is it that, you know you have like the number one item that one that might be discouraging or problematic and i'm going to throw it out to you and say what is the one thing that really drives you crazy about a new home buyer uh-huh. you know i always joke right we joke about having a t-shirt that says i'm a, I'm a nightmare patrick's gonna have to come back next week it's an hour show and we're not naming anybody of course but you know what would you like to you know in a perfect world besides great communication that's just an obvious. I'm going to make it harder for you. What is the, what's the one thing that drives you nuts with regards to a new home buyer? Uh, you know, sometimes it's sort of a lack of. Uh, I'd almost call it maturity. You know, you're you're going through this process with someone who's very detailed, super smart. They got lists. They're organized when you're interviewing them. And they're you're they're Google uh, Google builders yeah, is what they are. Yeah, they're 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 all there. And then uh, you know, magically you get in the process, and the first thing that the, they don't like, they don't know how to read the contract or read the blueprints or understand the specifications. And the reality is, it's. Uh, there is a responsibility on the builder side to disclose mm-hmm. and and to make sure people understand. But the buyers have to, you know, they have to own it. You know, they, it's it's all in right. Got to be grown ups. Yeah, I like to sure. say I like to say you're you're diving into a very intense relationship with a very short dating period. Yes, yeah. it's true. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. it Travel true. agent dating. <laughs> yeah. What else are we gonna yeah, use? Right. right? So, uh, Patrick, what about people that you know want the new construction product but don't have the nine to twelve months to wait? For you know, what options do those people have? That's uh, a that's a good question, and that's a, it's another one of these terms I think Buzz that we, terms. We, we throw out there uh, casually, and maybe the maybe the public isn't as, as familiar with it. But you've heard the term of a spec home, uh-huh. which is short for a speculative home, mm-hmm. and what that is is that's a that's a builder you know starting a home, building a home without a buyer, speculatively. That's where the term comes from, um, and those homes can be delivered much quicker and. Oftentimes, just getting a home that's um, permitted or even a foundation in the ground, sure. uh, that can cut a project literally in half. I mean, it's as crazy as that sounds. Um, but, you know, if you buy a home at foundation, you're almost halfway done as it, versus starting from the very S- especially beginning. Especially with one-offs versus the project. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at that point, you can, you can customize. You can, so you can narrow this window down from you know, 10 months to five months or eight months to four months, depending on the complexity of the home. And, um, and then on it, on it may go. And it, it obviously, as you go each, each stage, uh, the, your uh, opportunity for selections and customization narrow. But if you bought a home that's framed, you'd still be able to pick cabinets and tile and, you know, really put your mark on it. So That's excellent. So fixed fee versus cost plus. You know, this comes up in, in the underwriting world, you know, from a mortgage lender's perspective, cost plus is a nightmare. Because I, I just tell you, it comes <laughs> up all the time legally, too. <laughs> David loves cost plus. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, cost plus contracts, you know, as a lender, we look at it and say, hey, we don't know where this is going to end. So we have no way of capping the budget or, you know, getting a how – how do you appraise this house sure you know if cost plus typically means hey we don't know what's going to cost but you know when we figure it out you know you'll write the check 
and uh, make up the difference. But uh, a lender who has to verify, you know, how much money this person has on the sidelines after closing for those types of uh, change orders, you know, it, it could be really scary. But what, you know, from a builder's perspective, you know, describe what cost plus versus a fixed price with allowances per se. So cost plus is just that. It's 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 the total cost of the project and the builder's gonna put a margin on every single thing that he does. And and the real the real um, uh, crux of this issue is you're shifting the liability, you're shifting the risk of that project from the builder to the customer. So I would tell um, anybody um, who's looking at a cost plus job to be very very careful and uh, they maybe do... give out typical numbers too what what we see in the industry uh, so you know for uh, it, the, the devil's in the details of that too so the way a guy's gonna structure a cost plus you're gonna have their they're gonna have their profit they're gonna have overhead they're gonna have general conditions and then there could be a supervision factor in there that 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 cost needs to be very carefully defined so you really understand what it is a guy may say I'm a cost plus 15 percent but he may have eight nine ten twelve percent additional fees in. built in there so you're really a cost from what a buyer is going to view it as a cost plus you know would turn into potentially 22 percent yeah it's good to do those contracts on a napkin in a mcdonald's versus calling an attorney right yeah yeah right (laughs) but you know the cost plus in our world we see cost plus more on the higher end you know they're not building the first house you know this is a lot of cash buyers if they're cash buyers patrick says we can do you know cost plus you know here we go for us we we do one every other year and it it has to it has to fit a very specific criteria for us one they have to be um budget-wise very very comfortable this is not something that we want someone to go into who um you know if if they bump over twenty thousand dollars of their stated budget that's going to create heartache and pain for them mm-hmm. um, so we're very careful about that um, and then the second one is it's really got to be the right relationship the right buyer the right kind of professional acumen because they are accepting the risk and with that um, you know everyone's fine in the room sitting here but when the problem happens on oh, yeah. site and it's uh, you know it's, I need a check for 200 grand it, it, yeah, it's yeah. nobody's fault or it's somebody's fault, but you can't pinpoint right. it. The, the buyer eats that. That's, that takes a unique person. So you, you have to be able to have a good relationship with someone. Yeah. And, and we've, ha- we've got to figure that out in five minutes, yeah. seven minutes, yeah. two hours. And that's why we're so selective of it. We, we really, because, hey, it's no fun for us to have a, a, a conflict or a situation that's not sure. Good. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure for your business, you'd love all I cost just plus finished, deals. I just <laughs> finished a, a cost plus matter that went on for almost two years. And and long and short of it is uh, the two parties, uh, a newer builder uh, and a first-time home buy, like home. A first-time builder. Builder. Wow. And uh, they did the contract on their own. Hey. So if you can imagine, uh, and uh, all good people with good intentions, right? Sure, sure. But I, one of my uh, adages is, look, a contract is uh, out of 100%, 20% is all wonderful. You know, we can't wait. This is, you know, so exciting. These are the recitals, blah, 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 what's going to happen. But the other 80% of that contract is when somebody defaults what we're going to do to you when you don't pay yeah. or you don't perform. And so 80% of the contract is really what the lawsuit is going sure, to tell or sure. what their legal remedies are going to be against whoever It's defaults. all the bullets in the gun. That's right. And um, people don't feel that it's necessary. You know, I hear it a lot more in uh, used homes, not in uh, new homes. But 
you know, I'm reviewing a contract for somebody right now on a new condo. Uh, it's due on Monday. Uh, you know, when did they get it to me? Did they call me two weeks ago or three weeks ago? No. They got to close on it uh, Monday, and when did they send it to me? On Thursday. Right. You know, and it's I'm in the builder's office, David. Can stuff. you look at this really sure, quick? I want to you know, sign it. We're McDonald's, right? right. I think we're McDonald's. Right. But, but long and short of it is, is um, it doesn't cost – if you're building a half-million-dollar home or a $700,000 home, whatever it is, why not spend a couple hours and pay – for a good attorney, a good real estate attorney. Don't pay for a criminal attorney. I'm not, I'm not going to get on a soapbox here, but you know, criminal attorneys have nothing to do uh, with real estate. So why would you ever hire a criminal attorney to review your you know, real estate documents? Although, if there's a fraudulent aspect to that, maybe you need a criminal attorney. And listen, if, if you're going to hire a real estate attorney, you want to hire a genius, which, as we all know, David Sobel is a I genius. He's so kind. Yeah, but that's no, why, that, Patrick. That's the only reason I come to listen, come to the office here or come to the show. On Emil brings us up every single week because he's on the finance yeah. side. So all yeah. he thinks about is money for his borrower, borrowers and uh-huh. how to protect them. And he says every week to spend a thousand or two with an attorney on a seven hundred thousand dollar investment and purchase. Right. Right. Are you crazy not to think about right. that? You know, they they come afterwards. Actually, I I prefer people walk in my office. Uh, you know, preventatively. And saying, right. look, can you look at this? What are the pitfalls that I could be expecting? Right. But I have to be honest. I really love when people come in after they've signed. I have people actually, Patrick, they sign the document. And then they come in and go, what do you think? Will what you take, you tell, what's going on with this? Yeah. And I'm like, happy to. Right. And right. My favorite saying an old attorney used to tell me is, pay me now or pay me later. Yeah. Right. It's, it's usually cheaper now. So I what tried do you to have? get that on a license plate. <laughs> like a custom, too many letters? No, too many letters. I'm going to figure it out one day. I actually have, uh, there's a domain what is that it? I want there's, for that. There's seven, right? G-E-N-I-U-S. That's only six. Yeah. Well, Hashtag I, genius. Well, that's very kind. Uh, so, the, the other uh, domain I have is I should have called you sooner. Yeah, dot com. Yeah. But I do like pay me now or pay me later. Right. <laughs> well, even even from my perspective, mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer a buyer, which will sound crazy, and I think many people in the industry would not agree. Um, but I, I prefer that an attorney is involved and looks at it because oftentimes my contract will – you know, have uh, have stipulations that might be a particular hang-up for that buyer. That that I'm not going to get that out of them. Mm-hmm. An agent isn't going to get that out of them. The attorney might. That's and because so, your buyer hasn't read it. And, and they might not. not right. right. And so I, I could get on the phone with someone like David, and he'll say, hey, listen, they got burned on this particular item in the past. We need to accommodate that to get – you know, we can we can close a gap. Sure. We can close a gap to make everyone more comfortable, better, right. give more security. Um, there's There's – that's a profession. You, you want to get the deal killers out of the way before they sign. And Patrick's been in business longer than me, I think. Um, but I'm trying to be wise like the, the gentleman here at this table. So somebody I, I read says that all the time. You know, it's better to get it out up front because once we're there or once we've already signed, now if there's an issue, everything stops. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be just in real estate transactions, just in anything that we do in business. Yeah. Have you ever had that? I mean, I'm sure you have. It's part of experience of, you know, being a successful builder is you've dealt with people who have. Uh, failed to get an attorney, or oh. fa- right? I mean, or failed to get the proper financing. Shockingly, yeah, more, shockingly. shockingly, more don't than do, right? Um, right. Which is, you know, we we encourage it. Right. I mean, we really um, a professional that, attorney has yeah. a lot of value to the process. That's a, this is a smart guy, sign of a true professional. Well, we just, you know, we had a we had a client that David and I have a mutual client that just uh, was building, you know, close to a two million dollar project. 
and uh, <laughs> don't give David the name and address reviewed, out. I yet. know we can't give names. It's and not closed. But David reviewed the you know the contract, and it was a fair contract. There's just a couple of things that David suggested mm-hmm. be corrected. And we also called him Mr. Like Red Pen. The builder had no issue with it. He said, you know, something that's fair. You know, this contract is not, not so general, but it, you know, these are. You don't rewrite the contract for every deal. No. So this that's, was... That's the other uh, vanity plate I want. Delineate. Delineate. Right. <laughs> All right. A lot of cars. Go ahead. Listen, folks, we'll be back in a flash new radio media real estate realities for a final segment. Advertising yeah, your okay. business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Working for Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Lake Michigan Credit Union believes in the power of home. The power to dream and to make that dream a reality. The power to grow and put down roots. The power to call any place you want home. Guaranteed low mortgage rates turn renters into homeowners, growing pains into growing gains, and silver anniversaries into golden years. LMCU believes in the power of home. All right, folks, we're back for our final segment, Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media. Excited to be here. Dylan Tanaka, Mila's Rayloff, David Sobel, and Patrick O'Leary. And Patrick, um, you know, the, I guess in, in f- for our final segment, something we didn't touch on is uh, maybe a little bit about the, the references and the subcontractors, how all that works. Uh, so the common thing is, and it's sort of a... a silly exercise in the way it's practiced often is you know give me your references i give you the two um two two names of people that you know one's a brother-in-law so it's a different name and the (laughs) other one is a relative and you know you know you never give me a reference that isn't a happy one and i I would encourage people to look a little deeper into that um we we provide references not only of our homeowners we provide references for our tradespeople. we provide references from banks we provide references yeah. from developers, um, so you're getting a a 
a, a big industry, a business practices of people that can say, you know, these are stand-up guys. Um, nothing's perfect. There, there's, there are problems, and there are absolutely problems in new construction. So, you know, how do, how do we handle those? And, and, you know, being able to speak with a lender, being able to speak with an agent, um, being able to speak with, uh, you know, trade partners, um, um, vendors, and homeowners, that, that's a whole lot deeper process than what you're going to see typically. And, by the way, we volunteer that. You don't have to ask. Sure. You ask for references, we give you all of that. That's great. That's I great. want to build a home with you. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I happen to have a contract right yeah, here. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> I have to take it to an attorney. I, I, I was going to say, I recommend uh, you take <laughs> it to a good attorney. David, are you pre-approved <laughs> yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> By Dylan. Um, All right. So subcontractors, you touched on subcontractors. Uh, you use the same guys, same flooring guys, same. So we do and we don't. We're uh, we're relationship guys. We're 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 very loyal, but this is business, and we aren't you know uh, going over to folks' houses for Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners. So when we 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 demand of guys, we want the best value and the best price and the best quality, and we are always looking at our trade base to uh, to to be the best and equally we expect them to demand the same from us mm-hmm. so if we're not performing if we're not um, scheduling correctly if we're not having a job ready for them to come and execute their work timely efficiently so they can make the money the way they bid the job then I'd expect them to you know raise the issue with me and and either raise the price or, or move on in a drastic situation so we have very, very good relationships, and most of our folks have been with us for years. Um, but it's not, um, you know, it's not automatic. Um, we're, we're constantly looking at, at always improving. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where are you building these days? So we have um, we have two production communities. You know, back to the terminology. <laughs> uh, so one is Ashton Park in Commerce, uh, where Emil lives, close to where Emil lives. He doesn't live in Ashton Park, but he lives yeah. in Commerce. Uh, so it's a beautiful new community. We're underway, and homes are just reaching the drywall stage. So uh, that's at Newton and Richardson. We're real mm-hmm. excited about that. And then uh, we have a new community that's in development right now, uh, Hickory Creek in South Lyon. That's a minimum one and a quarter up to two-acre sites. Um, all but four back to either water, woods. Um, we've got a couple ponds on site, a creek. It's really a very unique, very special property mm-hmm. in Lyon Township. Um, the, the, you, most of Lyon is uh, very large communities, very homogeneous product. This is really unique there. So we're excited excited for that as well. So, Patrick, I don't, I don't think we've gone over this. What is the best way for someone to uh, kind of see what you guys have done and how to get a hold of you? Um, you know, you can... Visit our website. Uh, you can contact me uh, personally at you know my my phone number, and I think that's thrown up here somewhere. And uh, you know we'd we'd love to love to chat with you about whatever project you have. And and what is your website? Uh, it's www.bluepeninsula.net. Peninsula with one N. Well, there's two N's, well, but they aren't it, together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. Wow, this guy's quick. We might have to have him as a substitute host when one of us can't make it. <laughs> what are you it. saying there, Emil? He's, he's good. This isn't yeah. his first time, I yeah. don't think. No, I think so. I think this has been a really productive, really informative uh, session. So, 
you know, we're going to wrap this up. What's going on? Again, Patrick, thanks so much. Uh, you know, uh, what we do with this last segment, we just wrap it up with what we're involved with uh, for the week and for the month. So we're just going to wrap it up with you, Dylan. What's happening? Yeah, so the last Thursday of the month at the RIA of Macomb, Real Estate Investor Association of Macomb, uh, we are going to be hosting a an event about how to get started in real estate investing if you've never done any business. Mr. Sobel will be in attendance. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. and uh, runs from 7 to 9. That's that's over on the east side, Macomb Community right. College South Campus. Website's www.riaofmacomb.com. Can you spell RIA for us, please? R-E-I-A. <laughs> hey. There's a few ways to spell yes, RIA. I know. And uh, what about you, Emil? Well, um, this weekend I get to go back to school shopping with my two boys that are going to college. And uh, so we're going to do some of that. But if anybody has any questions about construction loans, lending in general, uh, my website's myloanofficer.com. Or you can reach me at 248-961-4300. That's a direct number to me. Very good. And I'm going to just close out with um, uh, my website, which is provenresource.com. Pardon me. uh, Provenresource.com. And um, we do a newsletter every month, and we are always looking for contributors, pretty active. Uh, newsletter, and uh, we just did the Game on Cancer. We just signed up uh, a very large uh, team member with us, um, and uh, Nancy isn't here to talk about it, but if you go on our website, you can see it at uh, www.provenresource.com forward slash Game on Cancer, and it's NLB, actually. It's a large water, uh, I forget what they call them, but uh, water pressure company, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that was a big win for us this past yeah, week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, great to it's hear. a huge company to sure. join us. And uh, so next week, who do we have next week? We've got Emil, Dylan, and David. Okay. And Nancy. And Nancy. All right, so thanks for joining us. This is Proven, Re- <laughs> this is Proven Resource. This is Proven Resource Radio, <laughs> yeah, David Sobel, the genius. Yeah, there you go. Uh, new radio media and, and real estate kids. realities. and Right. And uh, triple trouble. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick, for joining us. Thanks. We appreciate yeah, it. We'll see you next week.